So my definition of a hybrid professional is pretty much someone who wears a lot of hats, but works at the intersection of those different hats. It's the integration point that is that hybrid spot. And that is also their unique value because the hybridity is greater than the sum of your parts. It's like eating a pizza. You wouldn't just eat the bacon and then have a bite of cheese and then eat the tomato. That's the multiplicity. You eat pizza when it's ooey and gooey and yummy, all the flavors melt together. That's the hybridity. If you've ever caught yourself asking questions like, who am I? Or struggled with answering the question, what do you do? Well, this episode is just for you. Today on the pod, we're speaking to Dr. Sarah Beth Burke on the topic of hybrid professionals. After dealing with a professional identity crisis more than 10 years ago and feeling stuck and pigeonholed in her career path, Sarah Beth Burke is now the pioneer of this new field of hybrid professional identity, and she works at the intersection of career development, identity studies, and personal branding. Dr. Sarah Beth was featured in Forbes and is a TEDx speaker as well as the author of More Than My Title. The Power of Hybrid Professionals in a Workforce of Experts and Generalists. Today, she helps professionals discover, articulate, and brand their hybrid professional identity and unique value in a workforce so that they recognize that they are more than just their job title. If you have discovered new language or your new hybrid professional identity after tuning into this episode, we'd love to hear all about it. Hi. This is Janice. And I'm Sarah N. And we're your hosts for Explore This, a podcast for the modern-day working professional. Each week, we explore actionable insights on how you can thrive personally and professionally. Hello, Sarah Beth. Welcome to the Explore This podcast. And thank you so much for dialing in today all the way from Colorado. I'm thrilled to be here, ladies. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you as well. So let's dive right in. And for the benefit of our listeners who are not familiar with your work yet, can you start with sharing with us a little bit about your background and what has brought you to doing the work that you're doing today? Yeah, I'd love to. That's a great starting point. So essentially today, I call myself a professional identity researcher, and I have coined this term of hybrid professional identity because for most of my career, I've gone through multiple professional identity crises, and I didn't know that that's what was happening. And so my career really began when I was back in high school and I loved art, but I was also really academic and I didn't know what to decide when I went to college. So I pursued interior design and then changed majors five or six times. And eventually I was like, you know, I should really go to art school. I was at a big university. And so I transferred to an art school where I got to really explore all kinds of art making practices. It filled up my creative side. And it was this visual studies program where I did a lot of theory and critique. And then I graduated and I had no idea what to do with this degree. It just felt like I wasn't prepared for a career. I didn't know what job to get. And I lost a sense of myself. So that was my first identity crisis. And then lo and behold, I navigated into art education and I taught and then I was in nonprofits. And what was happening is I kept compartmentalizing myself. I would take a job and they'd be like, we just need you to do this. And I would do that one thing, but I had to shut down the creative part of myself or I couldn't be doing as much research. And so I was like, there's more to me than just this job title. Like, how do I find a job where all of me can show up? Is that even possible? I thought what was holding me back was not having the credential. I needed a PhD to be taken seriously. So I went back to grad school and I was working on my doctorate 
And that's when I really struggled to answer the question, what do you do? I didn't know who I was anymore. I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't a program director. I knew I loved art. I knew I loved design. I knew I loved research, but what was I supposed to do in the world? So my dissertation became studying people's professional identity. I asked people, how are you more than your job title? What does your job title even mean? And it was so interesting to observe people in practice and interview them and to realize they had many identities in their work that were not easily seen because their job title minimized it and that they didn't even realize. So there would be a teacher in the classroom who was also like a counselor and she was also a jeweler and she brought all these other things to the table that made her amazing and nobody saw that. And I was like, this is what I'm feeling too, that I have to pigeonhole myself. And yet I don't think work has to be that way. And so I learned about the concept of intersectionality. It comes from race, class, and gender studies. And I was like, what if you can have intersectionality in your professional life? So my dissertation topic became, who am I at the intersection of my multiple professional identities? I knew I was an artist. I knew I was a researcher. I knew I was a designer. And I knew I was an educator. I had four identities. And then the intersection was what I was striving to understand. And lo and behold, that sort of snowballed. That project, when I graduated, kept haunting me. It became the question I wanted to keep pursuing. I started working in innovation. I was in higher ed. I had a full-time job. And this notion of being a hybrid professional, which is really what happens at the intersection, you're hybridizing different identities into something altogether new and different. I kept meeting people that had that same quality. I met entrepreneurs who were you know, doing multiple things in their work. And I was like, are, are you a hybrid professional? And they said, what is that? And I'd have coffee with them. And I was like, well, it's sort of this project I've been researching. And they go, oh, that's really cool. I definitely connect with that idea. And then I'd meet someone that was a physical therapist, but they had a background that brought in you know, radio broadcasting and being a DJ. And he was a hybrid professional. So I kept meeting more people that were doing what I had done, using my job title, but being more than that. And so what happened is I eventually gave a talk on campus about my leadership story. And I told everyone I'm a hybrid professional because of this artist educator background. And today I call myself a creative disruptor. That's my hybrid title. And the audience afterwards just streamed up to me and had all these questions because they loved it. They're like, this is the best thing. This makes so much sense. From there, I did the TED Talk and the book came out and it really has become a platform of helping more people understand you're not just a jack of all trades. You're not just someone that wears a lot of hats. Many people are creating this hybrid professional identity and that is their unique value. And they need to hear the language and have the permission to go in the world and be a hybrid and know how to communicate that. So that's a little bit of where I started. Thank you so much, Sarah Beth, for sharing your entire journey with us. It's such a compelling journey. And I think it's one that a lot of our listeners will resonate with, you know, not being able to place themselves in the generalist or the expert, the singularity box that the professional career workplace has generally categorized all of us in. So I think we're going to deep dive a lot more into that, talking about what exactly is a hybrid identity? How do you go about communicating the narrative? That's all going to you know, come out in our conversation with you as we go along. But I think the next question that we have for you is, how would you describe the current problems with the workforce? You touched upon that a bit earlier, right? But maybe you can elaborate a little bit more about the problems or what you're observing with the current workforce 
and what solution you would like to bring <laughs> to the workforce in that respect? Oh my gosh, just one problem? <laughs> no, I truly believe this period of time is a career paradigm shift. We are all living in it. What worked for past generations is not working in the present and it will not work going forward. So the tools that many of us were given of like, take a strengths finders assessment and talk to a career advisor, just choose one path. That's just not how the world works anymore. So we have to break a lot of these old stories and narratives. The big problem I'm seeing is that we think the workforce is binary. You're either an expert or you're a generalist. You have to pick one of those two. And a lot of people are in the gig economy. A lot of people have changed jobs multiple times. A lot of people want to follow multiple paths, but I'm not just an either or. Like nobody gets me. And so we have these phrases like I'm a multi-hyphenate, I'm multi-talented, I'm a jack of all trades, a polymath, a freelancer. Like a lot of these terms are the best we've been able to say, I do many things. But doing many things is confusing. So that's another layer of the problem. People need you to have a specialty or an expertise. So what's really happening is there are three types of professional identity in the workforce, not just two. So the first type is singularity, the second type is multiplicity, and the third type is hybridity. Now, the third type helps as a solution because if you don't fit the box of just having one identity, singularity, and if you don't fit the box of many identities, which is multiplicity, because you're somewhere in that both and, you're blending, you're merging, your identities are weaving together, you're using them simultaneously, and you're like, I just don't know how to express this. That is hybridity. Hybrid professional identity is where you combine multiple professional identities and work at that intersection and you're integrating. That's a huge distinction. And we need people in the workforce that are hybridizing. We also still need the experts and the generalists. So all three types matter, but we need awareness of which one you are so we can work better together, hire people for the right jobs, find where people belong and value people for what they're bringing to the table because a hybrid brings a different value than someone in multiplicity that's a generalist. So that's really what I'm seeing in the workforce is lack of language, lack of understanding, and no longer being a binary place. I'm just actually quite curious. You've worked with a lot of large companies and when you communicate this idea and notion of hybridity to them, what are their immediate responses? Do they Are they aligned with that? Are they confused? Yeah, what what are you seeing? It's such a good question. This is part of that paradigm shift. So there are still two sides to this coin. I'd say that we're in the early adopter camp right now. There are a lot of employees or job seekers out there who are feeling this hybrid professional identity in them and don't know how to explain it. So that's one side of the coin is teaching people how to advocate and explain their identity in this way. The other side of the coin are the employers. Some employers are ahead of the game. They're more open-minded about, you know, whole human, like hiring people because of the multiple parts of themselves they bring to work, your personal life, your social life, your professional life. But a lot of employers are still stuck in the dark ages. They care about hierarchies. They care about job titles. They want a checklist of, you have to have these requirements and these skills, and then we will hire you. And so they are a little bit less understanding at this moment of what a hybrid professional is. So they're going to get hit like when more companies are ready to hire the hybrids and the rest are like, wait, what happened? Where'd all the talent go? But that's why we're at this kind of tipping point. Some people are understanding and some people are not. And 
it's an education awareness moment that we're in. Just coming back a little bit to the definition of a hybrid professional in your terms, can you just articulate that so that Janice and myself, as well as our listeners, think about whether this is something that actually resonates with them? Yes. And let me give an example too, because sometimes definitions are better that way. So I worked with a woman who, you know, she was 15, 20 years into her career. She had had many different jobs, many different types of work experience. And at one point she was a photojournalist. Then she was more into photography. Now she was more of a professor and she was kind of a mentor. So she was accumulating all of these identities. And so the first part of the work is understanding what are your primary professional identities, the ones you use the most, you want to be known for. They bring you a lot of energy and joy. So we narrow it down to those two or three. In her case, she's like, okay, I'm definitely an educator. I'm definitely a photographer. She was into cultural learning, like she had worked abroad, so cultural studies. And when we looked at the intersection, and it has to do with storytelling and reflecting on when you are losing track of time because things are effortless and you're just in that zone, those are usually moments where you're in your hybridity and don't realize it. So it's kind of an unconscious space we have to make conscious. And these terms about you start to appear that are not the ordinary terms you would call yourself. So in her case, she became the cultural lens shifter. That is her hybrid title because her background in cultural studies and her way of seeing the world through a camera and communicating through photography and photojournalism meant she was shifting lenses of people and helping teach them by changing their understanding. And that, when she revealed that identity and named it, like she got chills. And this happens all the time. People have this aha moment of, oh my gosh, that's truly who I am. And I never knew how to express it because I've been using really basic generic language. So my definition of a hybrid professional is pretty much someone who wears a lot of hats, but works at the intersection of those different hats. It's the integration point that is that hybrid spot. And that is also their unique value because the hybridity is greater than the sum of your parts. It's like eating a pizza. You wouldn't just eat the bacon and then have a bite of cheese and then eat the tomato. That's the multiplicity. You eat pizza when it's ooey and gooey and yummy, all the flavors melt together. That's the hybridity. Oh, Sarah Beth, you're making us hungry just thinking about pizza. (laughs) But coming back to your hybrid value is the sum of all your professional identities. We want to break it down a little bit more. What exactly does that mean and why is it important? Because before we get into the how, I think it's important for us to articulate about why this is something that we should even start considering. Well, let's just start with the concept of professional identity. I usually ask this question when I begin presentations, what is your professional identity? And I'd say 90% of the time, people can't even answer that question because it's foreign. They've never thought about it. They usually give their job title. They usually talk about their skills. Oh, well, I do some marketing. I do some sales. Or they'll talk about a domain. You know, I'm in finance. I'm in, you know, legal studies. None of those are identities. Identities are nouns. So your professional identity is what you call yourself in your work. Whether or not you get paid, it could be a volunteer job. It could be something you're mentoring on, but those identities you need to know. So we do a professional kind of identity map or brainstorm to even begin the process because people have many professional identities and you probably have never written them down and made a list. By doing that, you start to see, wow, I have 10 or 15 different professional identities. That's so interesting. 
Now, what that also helps you see is you can't always tell people your list of 10 or 20 identities. You would sound crazy. So what you have to do is narrow it to these primary ones. And I usually distinguish people have primary professional identities and non-primaries. And the biggest difference is your primaries are the most frequently used. You love the most. You have to have these identities show up in your work or you won't be satisfied. Whereas the non-primary ones, those are the other you know, 10 and 20 on the list. They show up once in a while. They're nice to have. They're not must-haves. They're sort of like the ones that you like to lean into occasionally. And so even just having people understand what is your professional identity and what are the primary ones is the foundational work. The reason this matters is because most people don't know how to talk about their value. Why am I going to hire you? Well, you talk about how you can solve problems and you have all these skills, but who are you when you do that? People are like, what do you mean, who am I? And then they usually give you a job title. They're like, I'm, I'm just a relationship builder. So when you have a clear sense of yourself and you can communicate who you are to other people so they understand, then your value becomes visible and your why becomes known because it all links together. So it's sort of the missing link that people have been avoiding or not aware of in their own kind of professional development. I think it's important to then make a distinction between what are some key traits that hybrid professionals possess that experts as well as generalists don't. Yeah, I could go on this one for a while. So in my book, I talk about what happens at the intersection because it is sort of this mysterious place and it is very hard to verbalize because it defies language and categorization. It just does. At that intersectional point between identities, there's metamorphosis, there's juxtaposition, there's condensation, there's paradox, which means you have multiple things that are contradictory coming together into something new. And because it's new, we don't know what to call it, which is why I teach people how to design a hybrid job title. But some of the qualities that we tend to call a hybrid professional, because we don't know that language as as widely popularized yet, We call these people chameleons or misfits or rebels or translators. So you've probably know someone in your life who you're like, oh yeah, this person's just great at like, you know, jumping back and forth between things. We don't, we don't know what else they do. That's a sign of hybridity because they're able to cross over and they're able to move between going back to these skills that differentiate hybrid professionals. Think of the prefixes in terms of like interdisciplinary and transdisciplinary. Inter means between, trans means beyond. Someone who has a hybrid professional identity is between disciplines or even beyond them in that transdisciplinary space. People who are not in their hybrid professional identity are more in the cross-disciplinary or multidisciplinary space. Those words just mean many. So you can, if we go back to food, you can have the tomatoes on the table and the cheese and the pepperoni and the basil, and it's not touching each other. It's just all there. That's nice. But what do they have to do with one another? What's the relationship between the basil and the tomato and the cheese? Well, maybe we're making a frittata or maybe it's a tort. Maybe it's not a pizza, right? We don't know what the combination becomes until the hybridity happens. That's sort of like the baking or the cooking part. You get to create your own thing. So hybrids are literally the convergence. It's a marriage between 
disconnected or different identities that you're like, how is this person an artist and a scientist? I don't understand. But it's possible because those identities are influencing and changing and becoming something more together. That brings in the very pertinent question that has been on Janice and my mind. And we spoke <laughs> about this a little bit earlier as we were preparing for this conversation with you, Sarah Beth. It has made us think about, are we ourselves hybrid professionals? So mm. I mentioned a little bit earlier, we both studied law, practiced for a bit, and then went on to do our MBA and then crossed over into the technology space for myself and for Janice in the HR space. And uh, we're not sure. I, I think that's the reality of it, right? No shame in admitting that because like you say, it's a new concept and it's something that, you know, we ourselves need to have a lot of food for thought. So how, how should we think about this? But, and that's totally fair. I, I get the question a lot. Well, Sarah Beth, isn't everyone a hybrid professional? Because we all have a lot of identities. And it's like saying, well, isn't everyone an expert? Of course not. Some people are, some people aren't. Part of your answer to that question is, do you believe you are? Because I think any identity, you only are that identity if you feel that's a label that applies to you. You kind of know it and you want to use it. So you'll have to ask yourself that question. But part of my research is that people can be an emerging hybrid and then it's sort of a spectrum. They develop into a more established hybrid. What I've found is people that are in that early phase, they're like, you know, I know I've got multiple identities. I'm not just a job hopper. I'm not scattered. I have this multiple multiplicity background for a reason, but I'm having trouble expressing it. And sometimes there might be hybridity, but sometimes there isn't, or I don't know how to control it. It sort of happens ad hoc. That's the emerging hybrid where you're like sensing, huh, maybe my law identity and the technology side of me meet at some points and I get these interesting ideas that come through, or I'm able to see patterns other people can't express, or I create a process that naturally came to me because of this weird background I have, but other people would have never done it that way. Those are all key moments where your hybridity is snapping into place. And then you might fall back into multiplicity because you're comfortable there. You would rather just do one thing and then do the next thing and do one at a time. So It's kind of a developmental spectrum of learning how to express and be in your hybridity. And some people might never get there and that's fine. We definitely need the people that are like, I'm just going to work on the legal part right now. And then I'm going to move to the technology side. And that's how I like to work. So it, it can develop or it can just remain as you are. And neither of them are either wrong or correct in that sense, because we do need all three types of professionals in the workplace. Yeah, like imagine a a conference room and you've got people around the table, you're having a big meeting. You need people that are experts, you need people that are generalists, and you need hybrids at the table. Because if you don't have those three represented, well, the experts may not fully understand the people that are generalists and the generalists don't fully understand the experts. The hybrid sort of helps bring that glue together. They see between and they They help conversations usually translate faster and move into execution mode differently. So I believe high-performing teams and companies have all three represented in different ratios. And Sarah Beth, another question that we have tying to this is a lot of our audience are also 
lawyers or mm-hmm. they come from the law background are thinking of moving out of it or doing a career pivot or just a little bit unsure. And so we just wanted to tease this out a little bit from you. Can you give us some examples of hybrid professionals that you have seen in your work tying to someone in the legal space? Well, I'm thinking just of a JD MBA. So you've probably heard of that degree. It's where you're working on legal degree at the same time as an MBA, a master of business. So By studying both of those fields simultaneously, you are merging them together. A JD MBA is a hybrid degree by definition. And my boyfriend happens to have this and I watch him all the time because he's not a practicing lawyer. He took the bar, he passed, but he just didn't feel fulfilled only being in the legal field. He actually loves working with executives and and coaching CEOs to be better at what they do as leaders of their company. Because he has that business background, because he's been an entrepreneur himself, and because he's versed in law, he brings extremely relevant questions that are provoking. He can unpack you know, trains of thought very quickly because he was taught to think that way from his days as a law student. So you can see that it's very possible to take one identity and bring it into a whole different field and offer different value because you show up from a different vantage point. He really has shown me the gift of like how his hybridity is so powerful for these CEOs. And this is an example that I think speaks to a lot of people, those who study a thing and then end up working in another field altogether. It doesn't render your study useless, but a lot of the key skills that he has gained from legal studies, the way to think from a legal analysis point of view, I'm very sure would carry over beneficially to the area of work that he's in now, right? Absolutely. Because you you don't get that same training in business school. You're not asked to create arguments and substantiate evidence and, and do that type of, of analysis. Business school is totally different. So he blends both together and it really changes his game. I'll give one other example that's not a legal example, but this is a pretty famous person who's an executive. His name is Chip Wilson, he's the founder of Lululemon, which is the athletic apparel company. Before he started that company, his background was in retail. He was also working in skateboard and snow sports fields. And he had a lot of knowledge about fabric science, like what clothes work really well in sports industries. Well, those are his three intersectional parts, right? The retail, the fabric, and the sports. And he said, well, what else could I do? What if we had athletic apparel you could wear in the gym and work out and get sweaty in, but also wear on the street and go home in, and it looked great and it's fashionable. So that was a convergence of his identities, shaping the idea for a new company. And it invented athleisure, which is a hybrid word. And we all know athleisure is the comfy athletic look that we've been lounging in for two years during covid But that concept comes from his own identities coming together to form something new. And then it had a name and now we're all aware of it. So there are many ways hybridity shows up. Those are fantastic examples, Sarah Beth. And now we're going to switch gears a bit and talk about the how of, you know, narrating that value and articulating the title, the value that you bring as a hybrid professional. You mentioned how a lot of us still, even though we identify as hybrid professionals, we may not necessarily know how to articulate that value. So now that we know the benefits of being um, a hybrid professional and what the identity looks like, we want to talk about how we can actually bring that to life. 
So just to start off, what kind of questions should we be thinking about or asking ourselves in order to articulate the very unique value of our hybrid identities to stand out in a competitive workforce? That was perfectly phrased. You said that question so well, because it is about what are these questions? How do we get the ball rolling? So I I mentioned, I initially started this research with who are you at the intersection of your multiple professional identities? So that's really the question we're trying to answer. But I've practiced this many times. If you ask someone that question directly, they look at you and they're like, cool question. And then they shake their head and their eyes go wide because they don't know how to answer it. They're like, I have no clue. And that is a normal reaction. So everything I've learned about this process is it's very unconscious and it requires a lot of self-reflection and a lot of meta-awareness. So it works best if you can practice like answering and sharing stories with somebody else to be a mirror to reflect back or even in a small group because people will hear you say things that you don't know you're saying about yourself and then you get the aha. So the questions really become instead of who are you at the intersection what are you doing? So thinking about the actions instead of the who, and even the actions are hard for people to think of, what am I doing at the intersection? So then I backtrack even further and I said, let's start with when do you feel your best at your work? So the feeling space, if you can tap into when you come alive, when you're enjoying your work the most, and and it's not your work as a big picture, it's really specific moments. You have to isolate just one little you know, document you created or one new process you made that saved you some time or a certain way you're doing research or a way that you talk to new clients. Like you really have to isolate. I really love this meeting I was running. And then you go, wow, okay, wait, that meeting was a highlight for me. So pause. What is happening in that meeting? How am I asking the questions I'm asking? Do I start with open-ended questions? Do I sort of have a certain rhythm or flow to my questions? Like really hyper-analyzing every detail of how you do what you do. That's the meta-awareness, getting outside of yourself. Because when you start getting that specific in these moments when you feel alive and feel good, new language starts to come out of you. So I was doing this with a client named Stephen, and he was a project manager and he was burned out and he's like, I just need to move on. Nobody sees me and understands me at this role. So he's telling me one day about a project he managed and it was like his best moment ever. He's like, you know, I was looking around like it's a chessboard and I'm moving the pieces around and I was balancing the tension between teams. Like that was the language he used. So me as the listener, I'm like, wait, chessboard, wait, tension, balancing. Like those are different words to describe what he's really doing. So then we pull out possible identity words. And I said, Stephen, in that moment, were you the balancer? Were you the tension manager? Were you the chess master? Like we convert it into identities. And he goes, whoa, you know what? I think I was was kind of that tension person. And I was kind of this. And we do a few stories in a row because we look for patterns between those words. And so that's how we test which ones are really surfacing and really demonstrating you in this hybridity. And eventually, in Stephen's case, his new hybrid title was tension methodologist because his beauty, his hybrid value, and what I say is your hybrid expertise, because in that intersection, you're developing a new form of expertise, a hybrid expertise. His hybrid expertise is being the tension methodologist. And then he had a job interview a few weeks later. 
And they gave him the question, hey, Stephen, tell us about yourself. You know, what do you do? Who are you? Like, tell us that story, right? And he started by saying, well, you know, I call myself this tension methodologist because when I'm managing projects, I see how to balance things and so forth. And he said, everyone around the table started nodding their head because they understood. They saw his value. He wasn't just giving them the traditional, well, I'm a good project manager because of X, Y, and Z, right? That's the power and the beauty of this. When you can see yourself that clearly, then others see it too. And it just changes the whole thing. On a very tangible and actionable note, because when it comes to showing up online on how you want to brand yourself, most people Mm. turn to LinkedIn now, right? (laughs) So coming from that lens, how would you recommend someone to show up on LinkedIn to display their hybrid identity for the world? Yeah. I have a few techniques for this because we've got the computer vision and the human vision. When you put yourself in a digital space, there is AI and people are searching for keywords, but you also want to stand out. So I say do a double intro. And this also works for networking. So you can start by leading with your hybrid title if you have one. So for me, I'm a creative disruptor, but then I will support that with keywords that I know will work on LinkedIn. So I'll be like, I'm a creative disruptor, and I work at the intersection of being an artist, researcher, designer, and I'm a keynote speaker and so forth. So I'd say it's do do that title that is you, that you want to be known for and you call yourself, and do the words that are your primary professional identities, because your hybridity is based off of these ingredients, back to the recipe. Those core ingredients tend to be the buzzwords that everyone's using, but the hybrid title is the unique thing. And a caveat on hybrid titles, I could have a whole podcast with you just on how how to create those, but you're looking for this balance called optimal distinctiveness. And that's a term coined by Marilyn Brewer, who's a sociologist, because in society, we want to fit in and stand out simultaneously. So your hybrid title, if it's too crazy and obscure and silly sounding, people are going to be like, who is this person? Like They won't take you seriously. But if it's so familiar and conventional, then you're going to blend right back in. So you're trying to find that sweet spot. And that's why I run courses and I work with people because we do a lot of iteration. It's like prototyping yourself. You have to practice trying this new identity on and you say it to a few friends first, and then maybe you put it in your email signature. Like You don't just go public right away. There's some practicing and also confidence building before you might put it on LinkedIn. So those are just a couple of my tips. And I think storytelling definitely plays a part into it, right? I, I like what you you said. It takes a couple of iterations to, to really find the title in that sense. But, you know, the way you articulate and the way you storytell definitely forms a key part of this brand narrative that you will put on LinkedIn, for example. Can you dive of a little course. bit into that? Thank you. Yeah. The about section of LinkedIn is really where you get to explain. So if you go to my website, morethanmytitle.com, I have all kinds of free handouts because I get these questions and I want people to have these tools. And one of them is an elevator pitch and it's a three-part Mad Lib. And you start by introducing yourself as a hybrid. If you know your hybrid title, you can say that. The second part is, well, what are the identities that form your hybridity? Because people are going to want to know, what does she mean by creative disruptor? And then the last part, the third part is explaining what that means. Why am I a creative disruptor? What value am I bringing? That's my why statement. Usually you can say that elevator pitch in 10 seconds. 
And it also transfers into a beautiful like cover letter paragraph or at the beginning of your LinkedIn, the about section. So once you've mastered who you are, what the parts of you are, and how they relate together, you've got this beautiful synopsis of of you. So as you know, we previously had April Renee, who spoke to us on episode 27 of the Explore This podcast on the title, A Flux Mindset and Why You Should Build a Career Portfolio. And we spoke a lot about career portfolios being the representation of a very vast and very diverse career journey, but how that can all be connected into a portfolio which also communicates our value And so with that in mind, would you say that the concepts of a career portfolio as well as a hybrid professional complement one another? And if so, how would a hybrid professional go about in building their career portfolio? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of synergy between April's work and mine. And that's why her and I jump on calls and we share resources because I love what she's doing. She's definitely a pioneer in this work. Portfolio career, I think, is a great term to be using today because people's careers are lasting 40 and 50 years. No one is staying in one job for a lifetime anymore. It is so normal to be non-linear, to build your own path, to zigzag and wind around. And we haven't had great role models for that because we think it's supposed to be this linear trajectory that goes you know, up and suddenly you're at the top of the ladder. It doesn't work that way anymore. So a portfolio is really a way of representing the different parts of your career and how they fit together. And your identity is still who are you in those different parts and how do they fit together? So as long as you can talk about how your identity is a combination of these different elements, then you can really demonstrate through the portfolio your experience and your skills and how they map together. I think there's even a term people are playing with like a hybrid career And I think that's making a career path that, you know, is combined from multiple career paths. Like there's so many new ways to explore and explain what we do for work. And I love having new models because we need them. Yep, definitely. I mean, Sarah and myself, I think having discovered, you know, coming across April's work and yours as well, these are very useful tools and principles in order to help us and our listeners as well navigate this complex path and career world that is very often non-linear, as you mentioned. It's zigzags. There are many colors. There are, there are many different ways and routes to in order to you know, create a very fulfilling career trajectory. So definitely very useful for us to think about and kind of consider how these two can tie together. So I think yeah. now we have, you know, we, we, there's something else that we are pondering as well. And this might come across as maybe potentially controversial, <laughs> but we want to also think about our audience who might not identify with being a hybrid professional. So earlier you mentioned that, you know, hybridity would be the way forward and eventually there won't be very many linear career trajectories as the way forward for most companies. But we want to ask you, would that potentially mean that in the future, the the world of workforce in the future, would experts and generalists, would they potentially be left behind in some way? Ooh, this this could be controversial. Let's see where this answer goes. I, I think of hybridity a little bit like divergence and convergence. So think back 10 years ago, we used to see people taking photos of themselves and writing, you know, stories and posting things online. And we're like, what the heck are these people doing? Like, that's kind of the multiplicity, right? Photos and writing and posting. 
But now we call them social media influencers. Like we understand why all those different parts fit together. And it's become so common and so normalized that now the hybridity of it is back to expert, right? Like someone who's a really good social media influencer can attest to why they have all these skills. So I do think there people will break into different parts and will combine parts in strange and unusual and unpredictable ways. And we'll be like, what the heck is that person doing? The engineer, aerospace, you know, pianist. And you're like, huh? And then suddenly, for whatever reason, maybe more people are doing that. And now what used to be hybrid is more acceptable. And now it's back to the point of convergence. So I think it's kind of these cycles of diverge, converge. We also see this in businesses. Like businesses have been creating biz dev ops teams for the last few years. No company needed a biz dev ops department or team before that. We didn't even know that term, and biz DevOps is a hybrid term. So companies are doing this naturally, but they're not calling it hybridity. They're sort of like unaware <laughs> that's what they're up to. And then they hire a biz DevOps director. So well, obviously, that's a hybrid person they need for that role. So these things are playing off each other. Part of, I think, my job is to just build this understanding, because if you are not a hybrid professional you still need to be able to talk to other people about their identity. Like you you might be managing someone, you might be hiring a team, you might be working with a client. And if you don't understand that the person you're hiring is only in singularity, they're just an expert, and you really need someone in multiplicity, and they, they're telling you, oh, I can kind of do different things, you're not going to hire the right person for the right role. So whatever your identity is, you need to understand the other ones to make good decisions and just to have better relationships with them. I really in- encourage companies to do professional identity retreats and workshops with me because they sit down and they do the culture building and they talk about their diversity, but they don't talk about how are you more than your job title? Like who are you beyond director of sales and head of marketing and you know product developer? Those are just job titles. That doesn't let you see me and all the things I'm bringing in this job to do so, like such a high performance. So, professional identity conversations in general need to be part of culture and they will help a company be healthier because people will feel more connected and feel a better sense of belonging. Yes. And we are so happy that you can share that vision with our audience and help them to, you know, be able to further communicate and better communicate their (laughs) hybrid identities to themselves and to the workplace as well. So Sarah Beth, we've had so much value and gained so much insight from this conversation today. So one question that we normally like to ask our guests at the end of every episode is this, what is the one thing you recently explored that has surprised you? Well, I just came back from about 10 days in the desert. It was a self-discovery exploration trip. And it really helped me reconnect with who am I? Like I needed that time. So the thing that I got to explore is the gift of time with myself and what that feels like to be alone, to be in the wilderness, no distractions, what comes up. And I really valued that I enjoy my company. I, I It felt like I was just relaxing and playing and not worrying about what I'm going to eat or what's next in the schedule for the day. So I think exploring my inner space, like the internal side of me, it was a huge deal for me. Yeah, we were following your adventures on Instagram. And I have to say, it looked 
so lush. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was great. And where can our audience find you if they want to know more about your work? Yeah, my book is called More Than My Title, and that's my platform as well. So morethanmytitle.com. Follow me on Instagram. I have a great newsletter. I mentioned there's lots of free resources on the website because I want people to have as much tools at their fingertips. And yeah, more than my title. We will definitely be sure to tag you when this episode comes up because we feel like there are more people that should know what the meaning of hybrid professionals are and more importantly, how they can begin to articulate the value that they bring to differentiate themselves in the workplace. And so thank you so much, Sarah Beth. You know, today we spoke about how we ourselves are more than our job titles. We spoke about hybrid professional being someone who wears a lot of hats and work at the intersection of the different skill set that you bring to the table and the hybridity being more than the sum of our parts. And you also shared with us very practical and actionable steps on how we can identify our unique value as hybrid professionals. And we especially love how you can practice answering questions and mirroring how we think about who we are and what we are doing when we are our best selves at work. That was an incredible summary. (laughs) Wow. Good job. Well, you definitely said it much better than I could have. So on that note, Sarah Beth, we wanted to say thank you so much for your time. And we love that we're able to share a little bit more and give some insight to our audience about hybrid professionals. So on that note, thank you. Janice and Sarah, thank you. I've just had the best time. Your questions were superb. If you've stuck around to the end of this episode, we want to say thank you for exploring with us. And if you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and most importantly, share this episode with your friends. We'd love to hear from you. So you can also connect with us on Instagram using the Instagram handle Explore This Podcast. A-C-T-S-P-L-O-R-E This Podcast. New episodes for Explore This drops every Monday at 8pm. See you then! Thank you.